Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXPG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. So, uh, yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. You know, we got a thunderstorm that came through real quick right before the show, and we had a little bit of a brownout, and that knocked our network offline. So if we cut off in the middle of the show, blame, blame, uh, what's his name, Zeus? Yeah. Yeah, blame Zeus. That's what I would do. Hill Hippies over here. He's on the boards. He and I were frantically trying to get everything back online for the last 13 minutes, 14 minutes. Hey, Hill Hippie, what's up, man? Oh, boy. So, uh, real quick, how was your weekend, man? Was it good? Uh, hot, and it worked. Yeah, we're in the middle of a heat wave here. This Oh, it's ridiculous. This thunderstorm has been overdue, to be honest. You know, it's been overdue. It, it, it would, like, for a couple of days, it would, like, threaten to rain. It would thunder and lightning. A few, few drops, but nothing real big. Oh, but. dude, on Saturday, leaving work, uh, just came out of uh, this little back area where we were building the school. Got on 610, heading towards Route 1 to hop on 95. And all of a sudden, you know, it, there's rumbles of thunder in the air, but no lightning. Yeah. And we hopped on 610, and I saw what looked to be like the largest electrical arc I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah. I mean, it just... And about that time frame came out to a sphere and zoomed back in and it was bright fucking blue below the tree line. Wow. What looked to be right over route one. So I don't know if a transformer blew or what, but <laughs> some weird yeah. shit. Yeah. And it's been doing just this threatening to rain and thunder and lightning. And I don't even know if we've gotten any decent rain. I mean, the wind just have caused yeah. all this problem it's not much rain it's just a bunch of thunderstorms and making my show late it's like my grandfather a lot of piss and vinegar but no actual substance no substance substance i'm just gonna sit here and play cards <laughs> by myself anyway we're gonna rush right through these topics because uh we started late uh so i want to hear i want to tell you about a joke i know um and why it's funny um so um, I work with these Lebanese guys, and um, uh, they, you know, immigrated here legally to the United States, and uh, I think that's awesome. You know, God bless America. That's how we do it. And so um, uh, they told me this joke about this guy who went to America, made his fortune, and then came back to Lebanon and told this kid. He said, he said, he said to this kid, "I'm telling you, man, when you in America, uh, the money's just out there in the streets. All you got to do is just go get it. Go get it." And as an American, I'm going to tell you that is true. All you got to do is go out there in the streets and go get that money. That's what America is all about. Absolutely. So, uh, if you're picking up money in the streets, it's how you get run over. Yeah. Well, but it, yeah, I guess, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, just a money. metaphor, I suppose. And so um, uh, this Lebanese kid, he's like, he's like, he's coming of age and he's like, yeah, I want to go to America. I want to get out there and make some of that money that's in America. So he saves up his money gets on a plane and he goes to the United States. He gets in the United States. He's coming off the air, uh, coming out of the airport, walks out of the doors into the streets. And he's right there in America and a gust of wind blows up. And this hundred dollar bill comes floating over and lands on his shoe. And he starts to reach down to pick it up. And he's like, and he stops himself and he goes, I don't want to start working the first day. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why that joke is funny. And I'll tell you why that joke is funny. It's because it is true. It's like the money is out there in the streets, metaphorically speaking. All you got to do is go get it. Absolutely. You got to go get it. However, there's a problem with the complacency in America where, like, if some windfall, that's probably where a situation like this comes from, a windfall. Right. Uh, when a windfall falls in your lap and you think, eh, I don't want to work on this today. Right. You know, and there's a little bit of a complacency that's like, once you get to America, it's like, how hard do I really need to work? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think it's funny. Plus, it's the whole American tale kind of thing. You know, there are no cats in America and the streets are paved with cheese. It's like that. You know, where there's some bullshit. Would you think about, think about that if the streets are paved in cheese? You know how disgusting our cities would be? I mean, even more than they are. It'd be it'd be disgusting. It would be highly disgusting. Anyway, I just think, I thought that was a funny joke. It popped up in my head this weekend and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, so let's uh, move on to the mailbag. Uh, so um, I haven't mentioned this before because it's a uh, it's wow you're doing weird stuff with the video. Yeah. Okay. So um, I haven't mentioned this before because I don't really know what to make of it. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and mention this because this dude is uh, uh, has been emailing me for like two months now. His name is Mo Key of Mo Key Business and Media, and he is like my own Carlos Maza. Um, he has been. Uh, uh, what are you doing, dude? Having lunch. Okay. It's a little... You want a banana? No. You sure? I got several. No. That's unprofessional, dude. Dude, man. My schedule's been fucked up. I went from working days to working evenings. I gotta eat when I get the opportunity. Eat your banana. Anyway, this Let's dude... Quit your bitching. All right. This dude, Mokey of Mokey Business and Media, uh, he's like my own personal Carlos Maza. He's been uh, sending me emails for like two months, like I mentioned. He's been hating on our show because he thinks we abuse monkeys. Um, and I think it's based upon the title of our show. Yeah. No, I think it's because we talk about spanking monkey all the time. I think you talk about spanking monkey all the time. Yet you have the video on uh, YouTube. You can check it out on his YouTube was, channel. Because uh, it's a funny bit. Yeah, but who's got the YouTube video about that's a clean penis. I do. Yeah. Anyway, he says he's protesting our show, which I think is awesome. Right on. Yeah. Um, but based upon his emails, I think he's just one of those nerf protesters. You know what I mean, right? Nerf protester. Yeah. There's no danger. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so thanks for the emails, Mo. Um, but I assure you, no primates are ever harmed in the production of my shows. You're welcome to come by the studio and look for monkeys all you want, but I'll be honest, I'm never around enough fruit to sustain lower primates for a reason. Well, no, I didn't mean lower primates in that way. Uh, anyway, thanks for my, your emails, Mo. And as anyway, as always, you can email me with your questions, comments at madmanfxbgpr.com. <coughs> Beer. <laughs> that's why you don't want the fruit. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, Honesty be, is the be, best quality. Beer and bananas just doesn't mix. I, 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 uh, I have had in the past a banana IPA, which was actually really delicious. I doubt it. I mean, I, banana daiquiri is as far as I'd go. Dude, now, it, it wasn't as good as a pineapple IPA, but it, a banana IPA was better than what you'd think. That's funny because I would try the pineapple IPA before the banana. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Bummer. 
Anyway, um, I was also, I was watching these videos of these old video games I used to play when I was like a kid. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, uh, Castle Wolfenstein. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Um, I played followed by Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, and I didn't play. I yeah, I didn't really like. I like the original Castle Wolfenstein better. And so I watched this dude do a playthrough on YouTube of the old Castle Wolfenstein. And I had to make, I had to do the IBM version because the Apple version has nothing to do with my memory. And I had to get the IBM version and just the, the, those PC sounds before, this is like before sound blaster and shit where it was just a PC speaker. And I'm just, <laughs> oh yeah. And I was, I was, I remember back in the mid eighties when video games sucked more than real life. I mean, yeah, it was innovative and interesting. It was like, yeah, these, but even, even those Atari games, those were first Atari games. You're like, you know, it's like, this does kind of suck. Right. And it's like, yeah, let's be honest. This does suck. You know? Like adventure. The very yeah, first, like adventure, the very first RPG, if you can call it an RPG, cause you had to start over at the beginning every time. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, yeah, but I mean, if, if it's a rainy day, that's all you had back in the mid '80s. This is the the Atari. See, it's unprofessional, isn't it? It's I'm unprofessional. Just I'm just trying not to pollute the the mics. Bit banana on the mic. Yeah. No, just that's called unprofessional. That's why it's unprofessional. Anyway, shut up. I'm hungry. But then you know, on a rainy day, you know, sometime by by lunchtime, you're sick of playing the same four Atari games over and over again, and you just couldn't wait to get down to the arcade mm-hmm. to pump your quarters into some real good video games, which even at the time weren't that great. They weren't that great. Well. But they were way better than what you had at home. Here's the thing. You know, where I grew up, you had to get into a car and ride for an hour to get to the arcade. Mm. There was no no arcade where I I grew up. See, I was within bike range. Yeah, I grew up in the middle of the sticks, man. (laughs) Uh, So, um, and then when it cleared up, when the raining stopped and you could could, uh, ride your bike down and get some hot, hot gauntlet action. Uh, without freezing getting, yeah, without getting drenched um but as soon as you got on your bike three of your friends would come out carrying an aluminum bat some tennis balls and baseball gloves and something more interesting than the arcade presented itself maybe i was the rich kid with an atari and quarters to spare but those kids also had an atari and they also collected cans and bottles with me to trade in for quarters to go down to the arcade with this was upstate new york we got we had that you see i couldn't i can't agree with that either because if you were hitting baseballs or tennis balls or anything, you get one good shot out of that thing, and then it's over the hill and down the mountainside. And uh, not in the yard I had. Yeah, I, literally mine was on the side of a mountain. Well, it sounds like your childhood sucked. No, no. We just went out and shoot BB guns at shit and uh, threw knives, skateboarded, bike ride. Yeah, so I'm afraid my niece will never know how far a kid can slide into a Frisbee known as second base in wet grass. <laughs> I'm a, I'm afraid that she will never have grass stains on her jeans. All right. Or the calculation of once you know how far you can slide, yep. if you're going to slide off the side of the hill and down into the creek. Or into someone's driveway. Absolutely. See, I guess I was in a more urban area than you were. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, think? yeah. Um, and I'm afraid my neighborhood will never see three kids spend an hour trying to dislodge, dislodge a plastic parachute man from a tree with rocks. Well, you're an idiot if you're trying to do it with rocks because you've just destroyed your plastic parachute, man. I'm afraid my community will never see another pickup baseball game with tennis balls, not likely to break glass. What I'm, happened to the wiffle balls, man? Those didn't break glass at all. That's right. I'm afraid that our nation's children will never know the value of that of my halcyon days. 
because mine will always be different than yours. Yours could be Sonic the Hedgehog and chill or Resident <laughs> Evil or Resident Evil and chill or Netflix and chill. But I bet you never played a pickup uh, baseball game in your front yard or knew where to find your friends based upon the BMXs in the yard. See, I don't know about the uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog and chill and shit. Uh, in that aspect, it was always find the cute girl in the neighborhood and uh, agree to play house with her. Because she always needed a husband to curl up with too when it was nighttime. So you're a perv even then. Nice. Damn right. Well, can we at least agree that something somewhat important was lost in comparison? Why? Do you want me to say I'm old? No, I'm just... Every generation says that. Well, this generation ain't going to the same as mine because they didn't do this or they didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, kids need to get up and go outside. So I guess... 100%. But... I'm not going to agree to, I'm already old, let's fucking face it, but I'm not going to be that old where I'm like, you're not going to get the same upbringing I got because you're not doing the shit that I did. Well, God, times have changed. It's time to admit that it's not going to be the same fucking world. Well, I mean, I guess it's just because that's why I fell in love with baseball was because of my front yard baseball. Because you had nothing else to do. Well, because I played it, because I played baseball. You know, you know I had a basketball uh, hoop in front of my uh, house in the street. I didn't fall in love with basketball. That's right, because basketball is different than baseball. Yeah, basketball. I would enjoy a pickup game of basketball more than I would a pickup game of baseball. So I got a section uh, set aside here for Hill Hippies Garden. Really? After the 15 minutes we lost, we're going to do Hill Hippies Garden? Well, we, we glossed past the weekends real quick, but if you got something quickly. Yeah, I can hit this up quickly. Uh, so NASA has confirmed that it's sending an expedition to Europa to discover if Europa has the potential for life. Nice. Interesting. You yeah. Seen, you seen you, that movie? What movie? I think it's called Europa. No, apparently not. So, but apparently, I, I don't see how they're going to learn a goddamn thing with this mission. How do you mean? As in, you know, they believe that underneath the crust of Europa that, that has the uh, possibility of having oceans underneath there, and they think they found, you know, geysers of water shooting up through the surface of the crust, blah, 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 blah. Well, because of the radiation of Europa, they can't actually put a craft into orbit for an extenuate, uh, for a very long time. So they got to do quick passes to avoid the radiation. Yeah. So all they're going to be doing is taking pictures and uh, seismographic uh, imagery. Yeah. How the hell are they going to get a clue whether or not there's fucking life underneath that crust? Uh, maybe they're just trying to get people to click on that article. Maybe, but uh, you know, uh, that's what I'm getting at here. Europa report is the name of the movie. It's about this, uh, deep space mission that sent like a bunch of like people out there. Yeah. Or like rovers or something. Cause I, uh, when I read no, no rovers, but just people, it's a pretty good movie. And there's this really cute chick in there named Anna Maria Mer Marine Marinka. She's cute. Now we know why you remember the movie. But, you know, when I first saw this article, I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Are they got, have they developed rovers that are going to drill down and then, you know, get some core samples of this ice? That's what they'd have to do to determine. Right. You'd have to get into the water that's underneath the ice. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, this is going to be some interesting shit. And then I read that. I'm like, oh, oh, you can't trust the photographs and the uh, seismograph imagery to give you any definitive answers yeah um so we're just going to go up there and we're going to pretend like we 
we're trying to discover something, but we're nowhere close to being able to actually discover something yet. Yeah. I think we're just trying to get clicks. Yeah. Or funding. Yeah. Or funding. Absolutely. Poor NASA, man. Yeah. They are taking it hard. Well, the government, I mean, I mean, the reason for the Challenger disaster and uh, the Columbia um, Mm -hmm. was because, you know, the government has been like removing money slowly over since since we landed on the moon right since we landed on the moon there were like uh we don't really want to go anywhere else <laughs> i mean you need a suit just to get on the live on the moon and, and you know and those uh, astronauts came back and said it was real cramped in there i had to pee the whole time you know it's you know reasonable stuff but i mean i i don't know i don't know anyway are you done with your garden i, mean, I, I think that i think that that's cool Going to Europa, absolutely get any information. Well, once we get to Europa, this just flying by and taking pictures is like being. Uh, if you've seen National Lampoon's uh, European Vacation, it's like being in the roundabout. Right, can't get left. <laughs> look, at the kids. Hey, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I want to point out Patreon, and that means uh, if you go over to Patreon.com/slash/ShockMonkeyRadio. Uh, you could become a patron. You could become a silent partner for as little as three dollars a month, and you can cancel all these at any time. By the way, anytime. And uh, go over to patreoncom radio. Uh, you can also become an advertiser for sixty dollars a month. Uh, you can we do an ad on this show and the other shows that I control: FXBG Pirate Gamers and Dizzy Thoughts. And um, yeah, that's a, like thirty second to one minute ad um, every week. Uh, promoting your good service whatever like that and we also have the 100 option and that is hijack the news worth knowing where uh for 100 bucks you can hijack the next segment and pick what topics we talk about on one show so check it out uh even if you don't want to become a patron i do put like all the free stuff um uh the the podcast links and stuff like that up on patreon.com slash radio so it's all in one place for you even if you don't want to become a patron, it's all organized there. So, let's get into the news worth knowing. Let's do it. All right, so, is this a thing now? I don't know what thing you're talking about. All right. You might want to have that checked out by doctors. Mm. Man urinates on Starbucks cups, coffee filters, and in an employee sink before fleeing the store, police say. Oh, so he was just marking his territory. I guess. <laughs> It's just a, like, the, seriously, this is the third week I brought it like somebody peeing story. I feel like Tom Hanks here. You know, we did somebody on like uh, potatoes, peeing on potatoes. Tom Hanks? Yeah, Tom Hanks is always peeing in movies. Think about it. Okay. Le- League of Their Own, he pees. Yeah. Castaway, he pees. Yeah. The Green Mile, he's peeing. Forrest Gump. He's peeing. Oh, he has yeah, to he pee. He really has to pee. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, so... um. Yeah, police in Pennsylvania are asking for the public's help in apprehending a man who urinated all over Starbucks uh, inside the Target department store. They they want help finding the pilfering peep, uh, pier? Pier, yeah. The Manheim. pilfering pisser? Yeah, this is uh, in Mannheim town- Township, and he fled the scene. Officials say that during the incident, which took place at 9.45 p.m. on Saturday, the man walked behind the counter of the employee section, urinated into a sink, and then on several pieces of merchandise. The public information officer of, at the Mannheim Township Police Department confirmed to Fox News that the merchandise included several boxes filled with cups and coffee filters. He then fled the scene, not before his image was captured by surveillance camera, and there's this big wet spot on him, so he dribbled like crazy. <laughs> he, I mean, he got himself good, too. 
You should see this picture. This dude's got a big wet spot. It's like, dude, your night's ruined. Way to go, Leahy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The suspect says if you know who he is, you know, contact the uh, Manheim Township Police Department, 717-569-6401, or submit a tip via the Police Department's Crime Watch webpage. Manheim Township. Yeah, Starbucks had no comment. It was like some dude peed, man. It's not the first time. Um, yeah, this is the next, this next sentence. As horrendous as the suspect's actions sound, it wouldn't be the first incident this year of someone urinating where they really, really should. In July, <laughs> a woman in Florida was allegedly spitting and touching the wares in an ice cream shop before urinating into a bucket. Probably not the 100,000th yeah. episode. Just probably, you know, just not all of them are reported. Yeah. Later that month, a woman was seen urinating on potatoes in Walmart in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then turned herself in. Yeah, we covered that yeah, story. We covered that. So it's, we're, it's getting all Tom Hanks up in here. So yeah, dude, you've, apparently you've got a, uh, a fetish with public urination. Oh, look, somebody's peeing. Maybe. Let's cover that story. Absolutely. Well, it's just, I don't know. It's in the news a lot lately, and that's just weird to me. Let me make sure my sound's off. Okay. Um, so let's talk about something other than Portland. All right. In Oregon. So Oregon officials want local reporters investigated for emailing them on the weekends. What? Yeah. Officials in Oregon reportedly are seeking to have local journalists investigated for contacting government workers on their personal emails and phone numbers after hours. Given that the allegations describe relatively routine functions of a reporter's job, the newspaper is not backing down. Yeah. <laughs> Les Zates, uh, publisher and editor of Mal Malhair Enterprise, denied any wrongdoing from his staff after an attorney for Mal Malheur County. Mal. M-A-L-H-E-U-R. A prefix that usually indicates wrongdoing. Malware. Malheur County. Malcontent. Uh, went, yeah, so an attorney went to, hmm. yeah, an attorney went to Sheriff Brian Wolf with the allegations that reporters have, may have broken the law by using officials' personal contact information to call and email them outside of business hours. Uh, this is what Zate said, uh, suggesting that professional journalism journalists are behaving as criminals and gathering vital information for the community appears to be an effort to silence and intimidate the enterprise. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the enterprise has been investigating Greg Smith, a Republican state uh, legislator and director of Mount Malheur. Excuse me for failing to pronounce that correctly. I know I haven't done it yet. Malheur County. Economic Development Department over potential conflicts of interest concerning government contracts. Smith apparently had asked the newspaper to limit requests to office hours and to only email at designated uh, county address. It is not appropriate that you are sending emails to employees using their personal email accounts on the weekends, Smith told the newspaper. Amid those objections, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, yeah, this uh, they say don't email us on the weekends. Don't call us after hours. It's our time off, man. And that's not, cr it's criminal for you to do that. It's not criminal. It's not criminal. Not at all. You know, it's not professional. Well, here's the thing about email. It's like, how many emails do you get that you fucking ignore? Okay. 90% of them. That's what I mean. So, I mean, if you're worried about them emailing you at like certain hours, it's just like, don't look at your email. Don't look hours. at your email. You don't have to answer the phone. Yeah. You can set your phone to not give you notifications when you get new emails. 
what was that? What was that? Uh, movie Phone Booth. You ever seen that? Had a uh, it sounds Colin Farrell, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, it sounds really familiar, but I'm drawing a blank on it. Yeah, it's like he picks up a, a ringing phone in a phone booth, and it gets him into this crazy thing with some sniper. He's sitting there watching the phone booth. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, the no. Okay. Yeah. That you can that whole movie is diffused by not picking up a ringing phone at a public payphone. What is wrong with you? Yeah, it's it's the old adage of mind your business. Exactly. Mind your business. Okay. Let's see if we can get more yucks out of this next story. Uh New York man allegedly impersonating a police officer pulls over a van full of detectives. Oh, that's a bad idea. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, I know. A uh, New York man was arrested on Friday after he allegedly tried to pull over a van while pretending to be a police officer, except there were what was reportedly one problem. Van was filled with detectives. <laughs> Valerie Portlock, 25. That's why he does this shit. <laughs> Someone named him Valerie. V-A-L-I-E-R-Y. I have no, no other way to yeah, it, my, my opinion. The phonetics don't come out yeah. any different. 25, 25 years old, turned on emergency lights and sounded an air horn. In Hicksville, a city on Long... Yeah, yeah. I'll let that sink in. That's all we got around here. We can't afford the light bars and the fancy sirens to get you to pull over. I got my lighter and I got my air horn. You got to expect respect my authority. Exactly. So this happened at Hicksville, a city on Long Island, roughly 30 miles east of New York City. Uh, a roadway <laughs> city proper. It's a ville. A city it's proper. It's not a city. It's a ville. About 30 miles east of New Amsterdam. On, uh, this uh, was on a roadway Friday morning. He tried to pull over the van, investigators said. Uh, like I said, it was full of detectives from Nassau County Police uh, Department's electronic squad. Oh. Yeah, according to News 12 Long Island. You did to talk yeah, about just up. a case of... IBL, incredibly yeah. bad luck. You're yeah. trying to do something shady, and you yeah. fucking picked the yeah. wrong they, car, they man. Get, they get your license plate, and it's over for you, bro. I mean, come on now. Uh, as I, as the detectives identified themselves, Portlock allegedly tried to flee the scene. I bet. Yeah. Authorities claim he drove away, swerved into oncoming traffic, and eventually sped to the Long Island Expressway, where he stopped, where he was stopped by the highway patrol. Portlock was arrested without incident and charged with cr- criminal impersonation, reckless endangerment, and fleeing the police. Where he was taken to lockup and somebody violated his Long Island Expressway. See, that's rape that you're talking about. Sodomy, technically. Still rape. That's that's rape you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was an SJW, you know, I wouldn't take that shit lying down. I'd take it with my hands on the wall. There you go. I'm I'm waiting for the listener to stop laughing because I thought that was pretty fucking clever. Done yet? All right, let's go. See, I was I was on the I was on the exit for the high road, but I was like, nah, screw this. I was just back down. <laughs> People are honking at me. He's like, screw this. I don't want to go that way. I was gonna say I set you up perfectly. How could you not how could you not follow the exit? Exit only. Yeah, so um here's the kicker. To this, to this story, um, he was arrested without incident, charged with criminal impersonation, reckless endangerment, and fleeing the police. He was released from custody on his own recognizance following an arraignment on Saturday. All right. Released 
on his own recognizance. Yeah. How do you not stay in jail? Because at least with bail. Because the jail is full the fuck up. I guess. I guess. I might be going too fast. Slow down. Slow down, he said. Think about baseball. (laughs) (laughs) That never really works for me. Well, baseball gets you excited? Uh, I wouldn't say that. But uh, I'll start thinking about softball games I've been in. Like co-ed softball games I've been in. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, it's something about like a, a like female cops turn me the fuck on. I think it may, it might have been my time in the military where um, seeing a woman in uniform, I I kind of get it. I kind of get why it's like a, like when girls say, "Ooh, a man in uniform." It's like I kind of get that aspect because I've seen some women in uniform looking all sharp and shit like that. But at the same time, you'll be on a softball game and some girl like hits a sick double, you know, stretches it out to a triple. And you're just like, oh, damn, girl could play, you know, and it's like it, it's like I'm more attracted to that kind of capability than I am anything else. Like I, girly girls who are like, I don't ever want to go camping. And I uh, recently went out with a girl who uh, was like, I never want to go camping. I hate bugs. I don't want to go anywhere near bugs. And how long did you go out with this girl? Two times. And uh, she told you this. Each. Did she told, tell you this on the first date or the second date? Second date. Okay, then that makes sense. Because if this was told to me on the first date, it'd have been like, oh, 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 okay. Well, let's just stop this right now because this ain't going no to fuck where. <laughs> but she was really cute. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what are you doing otherwise? Just wasting your goddamn time unless you're just planning on hitting it and quitting it. I'm, I don't have the heart to do that. But I, then I did it once and I, was, I felt like I felt horrible afterwards. Why did you disappoint her sexually? Uh, I had sex with her. I mentioned so, that. So yeah, so, yeah. Yes. So you did disappoint so, yes. her sexually. <laughs> anyway, let's get into something real, real gross. Well, I don't think we can get into anything grosser than the concept of you having coitus. Uh, uh, the plank is on tonight, and aren't you on there? I will be tonight. Yes. Oh, I don't know why that just popped in my head after mentioning that. I don't. Because we're so bad here. Yeah, so bad. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, it'll be a two-part uh, show. First part being on the plank. Second part being on Otherland Dreams, uh, covering the concept of sex and spirituality. With them covering the more uh, physical, raunchy side, with us handling the more uh, spiritual... Tantric shit. Yeah, basically. And I- I'm curious to see how they how they handled their homework that I gave them. Okay, that's a jizz free ficus. That's a well, it, actually, if if they had luck, it might not be a jizz free ficus, but it would be a touchless jizz free, uh, jizz full uh, ficus. That's a hard sentence to say, and you probably shouldn't have said it, should not have said it. Why? Because it's dumb. No, it's not. Okay, well, here's some more dumb stuff. It's enticing though. How, what do you mean, touchless jizz full ficus? I'm gonna have to tune in to listen. See, it's marketing. Sting. The singer or the wrestler? The singer. 
nearly why would I ever talk about a wrestler? Anyway, the uh, I don't know. Let's go on to the next I'm not story. in your head. Nearly half of all Americans have worn the same underwear for days. Study <laughs> claims. Now think about this. Okay. All right. Um, so a new study claims that nearly half of all Americans admit to having worn the same underwear for multiple days in a row. The study conducted by clothing from an underwear company, uh, Tommy John, surveyed 2,000 people about their skivvies and found that 45% have worn the same pair for at least two days. All right. 45%. Mm-hmm. Two days. More disturbing news, 13% of respondents say that they have at least once worn the same pair for a solid week. All right. All right. Um, quote, since, per, uh, since underwear hygiene is typically kept behind closed doors, we are curious to see what habits of Americans and air their, see the habits of Americans and air their dirty, dirty laundry. That's like, stinky. Don't do that. The company wrote in its blog. Yeah, that's gross. Don't do that. Um, perhaps unsurprisingly, the ca- company added that men were 2.5 times more likely to admit wearing the same underwear for consecutive days. Yeah, probably. That makes a lot of sense. Because uh, we're nasty creatures. Uh, another interesting tidbit from the study, or disturbing tidbits, depending on how you look at it, was that Americans hang on to their old underwear. 46% said that they've owned a pair for over a year, while 38% claim they don't know how long they've owned their oldest pair of underpants. <laughs> Who really tracks that, though? Uh, I can tell you, I've had, I've got about eight to 10 pairs that I've had for 10 years. Because uh, at least because about 10 years ago is when I stopped wearing underwear. So I've just been hanging on to them. Ew. Anyway, the study concluded by recommending people discard old underwear every 6 to 12 months. Who sponsored the study? The Fruit of the Loom? Maybe. That's fucking wasteful, That is wasteful. That is wasteful. I have underwear that's lasted longer than that. You know, plus... You know, I don't. I guess I'm not hard on them. <laughs> I'm not shitting, shitting. I'm not shitting my pants all the time. And you know, hey, look, you know, you don't got to hold on to them to where there's just like a couple threads holding on to the elastic waistband for dear life. But you know, if they're still crisp and clean and good, throwing them out, just oh, these things are six months old. Time to get rid of them. It's not a fucking car. You don't have to get an oil change every 3,000 miles. You can hold on to them for a little bit fucking longer. Yeah. You know, when they develop, a, like, let's say three holes, small, three small little holes, because let's face it, underwear is inside of uh, another pair of clothing, so there's going to be rubbing of the cloth. Yeah, that's going to happen. And so you're going to get holes. At that point in time, okay, yeah, get rid of them. But if they're hole-free, there ain't no fucking reason, unless, you know, something... Well, just to say, like... Eight, nine months, we're really pushing it. Going to throw these this underwear out. Right. That's, that's wasteful. Yeah, because what's uh, what's going on? But like, in, in six to eight months, oh, fungus is growing in there. Yeah. You know why fungus is growing in there? Because you ain't washed the motherfuckers. So let me ask you something. It's like, have you worn a pair of underwear for two days? That's what the saying of this study. 45% said that they wore the same pair for four, two days. Uh, you're asking me to go way back in the way back machine here. Like I said, it's been over a decade since I've worn them. So, yeah, maybe. And I'll tell you when I have. All right? I fall into this 45%. Not, it's not because I'm disgusting. It's because, like, I put on underwear in the morning, uh, have a full day of work or something like that, 
And this was when I was working in cold spaces, so it's not like a sweat or anything like that, because server rooms are always cold. Oh, yeah, usually about 62 degrees. Yeah. And so um, then, you know, you go home, change into your civilian clothes, and then you hit the bars, you hit the clubs, and you're out all night. You end up passed out at some friend's house. You wake up at 1 p.m., you know, that Saturday, and then you go home. That's technically two days. Technically. And I've done that a lot. So, technically, I'm that 45%. But a week, that's nasty. That is so nasty. Yeah. Yeah. That's so gross. I don't know. I... That's how you get yeast infections. Yeah. Yeah. And don't let the phrase fool you. Men can get yeast infections as well. Yes, they can. Like I said, I was in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no more, sir. Amsterdam. I tell you what, you know, I was, I was glad I was out of the Navy before they went to Amsterdam because, uh, why? That sounds like a good time. Well, like, I don't know, like a third of the crew got popped for piss tests leaving Amsterdam. And the other, the other, another third caught gonorrhea. So. <laughs> Prostitution and weed, it's all legal there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not legal for you as members I, of the armed services. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, um, if you're in the Navy and you pull into the port of Amsterdam, you got to be thinking, it's like, they're going to piss test us right mm-hmm. after we leave, right? Right. We all know that, right? I, I mean, they would have, it would make sense they had a 10 forward. It's like, don't participate in the weed. Mm-hmm. Because we may piss test you once we leave. Don't mess with the prostitutes, because they're pretty much infected. Yeah. How about inundated? Handies only. The um... <laughs> hey, you, you can catch herpes from a handy. I know, and that'll come back all the way from Amsterdam with you forever. All right, so let's get into this next story. Um, teen has a three-pound hairball removed from her stomach after complaining of pain, vomiting. I bet. Yeah, fourteen-year-old girl in India recently received uh, potentially life-saving care when she showed symptoms of vomiting and abdominal pains. Uh, Surgeons discovered a three-pound hairball lodged in her stomach that, if left unchecked, could have caused major complications. The girl, identified as Pooja in media reports, was treated in Gonda, Uttar Pradesh. Dr. Rajesh Rajesh Kumar Pendi, the teen... This picture. (laughs) The hairball is so great. Uh, Don't look into the light, Carolyn. Don't search for the images if you're looking for this article. The the teen surgeon and owner of the private clinic where she was treated said that she, they were able to remove the hairball and that Pooja was now stable, stable according to Cater's news agency. What was that name again? Pooja. Okay. It sounded like you said Pujo. Yeah. I was thinking of the hairball, like Cujo, but Pujo. What? what? Yeah. They uh, named it? <laughs> yeah, she... A three-pound uh, three hairball. Yeah. That I think it's... That's almost a fizz gig. That's deserving of a name at that size. Yeah, I'd call it fizz gig. Fizz gig. She reportedly later revealed uh, to her medical team that she had been secretly eating her hair, which led them to diagnose her with Rapunzel syndrome. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. A rare condition caused by a psycho- psychiatric disorder called trichophagia. The symptom is related to another hair pulling disorder called trichotillomania. This is according to healthline.com. Trichotillomania uh, affects girls over the age of 12 with about 10 to 20% progressing to the point of eating their hair. The complications of doing so can be deadly, as Dr. Kathy Burnwhite 
Waite, Chief of Pediatric Surgery at Nicklaus uh, Children's Hospital in Miami, Miami, previously told Live Science that it can lead to a block in the gastrointestinal tract, making it yeah. difficult to eat and causing malnutrition. Yeah, that's like eating cotton balls. That's not good. Dude, anybody who spent any time in the woods where there's any type of large predators can tell you, hair doesn't digest. Yeah. It's one of the easy ways to de- uh, detect, uh, tell the difference between the, the scat of large predators versus herbivores, besides shape and consistency, is there's hair in there. Yeah. And, you know, most mammals have small, short hair, where human beings, we can grow this long, luxurious shit. And if you let that long hair get into your uh, GI tract, it's just going to bunch up, twist up, and just cause all kinds of fucking problems. Constipation, no food, getting through this. Oh, just yeah. badness. Yeah, the condition proved fatal to a 16-year-old girl in the UK who died in 2017 while away at college due to an infection caused by, caused by a hairball in her stomach. Uh, Jasmine Beaver has been suffering from periotonitis. A, an autopsy revealed, which occurs when the thin membrane membrane that covers the abdominal wall is inflamed, which is typically caused by a fun, fungal or bacterial infection. Hmm. Gross. So gross. It's so gross. Okay, I got about six minutes left. I'm gonna be getting into this last story here. All right. Hmm. Ohio boy donates all 15,000 in fair winnings to Children's Hospital. You know, I like to end on the happy note. Right. Boy from Ohio donated all his livestock premiums from the county fair, which totaled $15,000 to St. Jude's Research Hospital, according to a local school district. Diesel Pippert is the kid's name. That's the kid's name. Isn't that awesome? Diesel Pippert? Diesel Pippert. Seventh grade student at Western Reserve Local Schools in Berlin Center, Ohio, was called a hero by the school district after he donated all his profits from the Huron County Fair's animal sale. In a post on Facebook this past Saturday, uh, Western Reserve Schools praised Pippert for his generous donation, writing, A young man lives amongst us who should be an example to us all. The Facebook post went on to say his donations of $15,000 will help find cures for young children and save lives. Diesel. You are a hero. So, um, here's here's what he did. He had like livestock in the pavilion at the county fair. Mm-hmm. I guess they still do that. Oh yeah, we just had an agricultural fair here in uh, FXBG. Was that, that was down at the fairgrounds? Yeah. Did they have people out there with the gigantic pigs and shit? Uh, they had some people with some a whole bunch of different livestock. That's what I mean. That's what all this stuff is. It's like contests for like the fattest pig and shit like that, right? Well, fattest pig, I don't know if it's that. You know, it's the largest. That's what better, I mean. You know. Oh, what the hell? What the hell's going on in here? What is this? Stop the shock. Is that, a, you gotta stop the shock? Yeah. Okay. What's going um, on in here? You, you quit. Who are you? Moki. You're Mo-Key. Mo-Key. All right, we're going to gloss right over how you even found us, but why don't you come over here and what the hell? Stop the shock. All right, I got to move this camera so you guys can see this. I got a few questions here. All right, we're gonna, you're going to turn this up mic on? I think it's one. 
right now? Stop the shock. You're going to have to speak up, bro. Stop the shock. We've heard about the unethical treatments of why, why are you doing monkeys this? here. We've heard monkeys have been being shocked. Um, Tuesdays. So also, people are calling you the Mike Vick of the monkey community. The Michael Vick of the monkey community? Yes. How did I do that? By I, shocking monkeys? Yes. I think you don't understand, like, uh, like uh, creative license. We're not actually shocking monkeys here. Do you see any monkeys being shocked here right now? Give me a few minutes. I'll be spanking one, but <sighs> he'll hit. Guess not. All right. So, um, what is the show about? So your name is Mo. Moki. Okay. Stop the shock. This is lovely. Why, why are you protesting us? Because of the monkey thing? Yes. Because you're confused about what it is. This is also not what we look like. Wait, this is, this over around. here. Yeah. That's not. That's, that's not what we look like. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to speak up, bro. Our podcast you're the first listeners. People. You're the first people. No, well, you've seen the evolution, trait. Absolutely, I have. So we don't think it's ethical. No, well, the first people, I guess, were single-celled organisms? I don't know about that. You don't know about that? I'm just a primate. You're a primate. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, we believe in freedom of speech here, and we also believe in the Second Amendment as well. So we feel very comfortable with you here right now because we're armed. Just armed? so you know. Armed. You're shocked. Yeah. You're shocked? I'm like, shocked. Like a monkey? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. You guys aren't shocking any monkeys in here? No. Yeah, we'll give you a tour of the studio and let you see that we're not shocking any monkeys here. We're going to need to do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll inspect. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm throwing the gauntlet down on this. Fuck that. Hey, Mo. Here. Catch. Oh, see? They just happen to have a fucking banana in here. Where are the monkeys being held? Out in the back somewhere. Well, racist also. It's, a, it's amazing that you showed up because we're out of monkeys. Out of fucking monkeys. Oh. And I got some car batteries. We must have shocked them all, I guess. Yes. I didn't even think about that. The car, the car batteries. <laughs> we'll I show came you. alone. This might be. If you guys, this is Mo Key. If we'll you do not hear from me, last seen on Shock Monkeys Radio, the madman. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to dil- <laughs> dig a new hole for you, but it's okay. Yeah. Right. But we're out of time here on Shock Monkey Radio. I'll be uh, back. I'm, yeah, I'm going to explain to Moki how we're not actually hurting any monkeys here. He's stopped the shock, I guess. Uh, don't go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, says Moki, right? Hey, don't, don't go over there. Don't, do don't that. go check out Madman Lowercase. On YouTube. Don't do that. Don't do that. And, um, yeah, we got to go because we got another show coming up at uh, 730. That's below the deck. It's okay. It's an okay show. So um, I heard that show sucks too. It's yeah. about pirates or something. Yeah, it's about pirates or something. Yeah. So um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, we will be back next week, and hopefully, I'll be able to finish my last story. Uh, so uh, thank oh, you. I interrupted. Thank you, Mo Key, for stopping by. But uh, I think you're confused. I'm the Madman, and I love you. This is Mo Key. I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. And uh, where's my car batteries? Yep, get the car batteries. <laughs>